showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broadcasting. It's time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. And once again, welcome back. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help protect our community. They care about you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's want to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride in its strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes who contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to their website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel DiGirolamo, president. We are going to be talking about an issue that we spent a lot of time this week, and that was the attacks last weekend, hot weekend that it was, on uh, at least four four New York City police officers. There was another one on Wednesday where individuals, one on Wednesday, involved a gang of about 12 people, where buckets were thrown at the police, where water was dumped on them at close range, and uh, we want to deal with that. This is going to be democracy at its best. We have our local representative here, uh, Doug Smith, representing an assembly district right here in Suffolk County, and more importantly, Doug is a friend of our program and also a uh, major contributor. He's here every other week. And uh, I'm going to put this out to the folks. We want your we want your your comments on this. I'll be putting the number out. And uh, that's a proposed piece of legislation that I put together uh, for the midday audience to see what you think. Now, listen to it you know carefully, and then we'll have our assemblyman, who's our lawmaker, uh, give us a thought on this and and possibly help us with this. And this and it's only like a, a number of sentences. And, and this is what the proposal is. And then we'll, we'll have you weigh in on it. And the proposal is this. A proposal for a bill to be voted on and signed into law that changes or amends the penal code that makes it an e-felony, an e-felony to take offensive action against any police slash peace officer that interferes or inhibits their ability to perform their lawful duties. Offensive action can be defined as pushing, shoving, spitting, throwing, or spilling items, liquid or otherwise, on a law enforcement officer. And that's just a general overview of what we are saying right now, okay? And this can be part of the penal court or the criminal procedure law, uh, depending on how our experts, such as Assemblyman Doug Smith, think. Our number here is 631-451-1039. This is an important issue because it's now occurring in a couple of different incidences. The Bronx, Brooklyn, and Harlem uh, incidents have occurred. It's a great concern, and I would say this. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, he got involved with this and uh, basically said what it is. Absolutely disgusting behavior. And for that, I applaud our president. I'm going to say that. I don't always agree with him. I applaud that he's willing to come out of the Oval Office and take a stand on a local issue that means a lot to me as a retired police officer and to our listeners. 631-451-1039. Doug Smith, Assemblyman, weigh in. Well, it's it's always good to be here at the end of the week in the heart of my district here, Long Island MacArthur Airport with you. Um, and this has been something that we've gotten such feedback from people in living in our community. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of retired law enforcement and active law enforcement in this community. And even just uh, the people here respect law enforcement officers, yes, police officers, peace absolutely. officers. And uh, 
I mean, I, I think it's it's absolutely heinous what's happening, where they're trying to, in the course of their duties, um, they're getting attacked. And that's what it is. It's an attack. You know, it's it may be a prank. It may be a social media something for attention. But uh, they're they're attacking our police officers. Who, and you know what? And I talked to a cop yesterday about this. And they said, you know, I don't know what's in that bucket. No, no, I don't know. Well, that's... that was uh, the discussion. Absolutely. There was a transit officer killed because there was a bucket of cement that was poured on the second floor. This occurred a good number of years ago, but a, a transit officer was killed that way. And again, I can speak from my experience. When somebody comes up on you, that could be bleach. That could be worse. Battery acid. It could be anything. There is absolutely no knowledge of that. This has no place at all. And I believe that it should be very specific in the law right now. That's why I'm saying an e-felony, which is punishable by one to four years. 631 451 1039. We'll have the audience weigh in. But again, go ahead, go ahead Doug. And, now, I mean, and I'll just say um, right now, actually listening, uh, we have some of uh, our staff up in Albany. Okay, so um, we have Albany listening to us. They're right? listening right now, the people okay. that really help us with drafting this legislation. Uh, one in particular, uh, Kim Haleko, who is, uh, she actually, my predecessor, Al Griff, was our ranking Republican member of the Codes Committee. Anything with a penalty went yes, through codes, codes for years. Yes, right. And Kim worked on that committee with him. Uh, so she's our, really, our relative expert. She's been doing this for a number of years and uh, she's looking at other piece of legislation that could be related. So we're taking a serious look at this and it's something that I think the public supports, you know, anything to keep our officers safe. And you know it because you're retired. Um, The level of respect that civilians like myself and others have uh, where you leave your home in the morning and you're doing the job to preserve, protect the peace, the public and uh, also property property and you don't know if you're going to come home that day. So what other profession are you strapping on a gun and, I think and going sy- out? Symbolically, one of our li- uh, listeners who's watching on Facebook, again, you can watch us on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook. Your Island with Tom Shalero. We're streaming live right now. Uh, one of our uh, listeners is Tim, and he says what I'm about to say. We as a society must protect our police so they can protect us. But I'll go one step further from that. The police represent the a peaceful society. And if the police are attacked or if the police lose, we lose lose. Absolutely. I mean, and that is so, so important. So an attack on a police officer is an attack on the law-abiding citizens. And this is something, and I, I, I'm a teacher, so I get to speak to a lot of students, and uh, we talk about the type of society that we have. We are a republic. Now understand, a republic is ruled by law. So we're not a democracy, we're a republic, and the cornerstone of uh, the rule of law is are the people that enforce the laws. We need to have a level of respect. We need to make sure that they're safe when they go out every day to to keep the, the peace. Now, unfortunately, this is a precursor, I think, and I fear, mm-hmm. to what we're going to be seeing in January with the new set of criminal justice reforms coming through. Um, I'm very fearful. Uh, I, I've spoken with a number of judges, uh, defense attorneys, uh, and uh, also ADAs, district attorneys, that uh, have expressed real concerns about how they're going to be able to do their job and how their job's going to change by laws written in Albany that were not well thought out. You know, and again, um, 631-451-1039, weigh in on this. Like I said, uh, as Assemblyman Doug Smith said, we have individuals up there in Albany listening uh, to get a feedback for something like this. And I would have to say that uh, talking about it this week, Doug, you can realize all the phone calls that we got, many from from police officers, NYPD, retired, who basically think the city is going downhill. And what I said on this this broadcast is something that I couldn't imagine the frustration that you feel, that there's a cold 
culture out there now that's created by this criminal justice legislation yeah. that you spoke about that also it almost pervades a permissiveness uh, the uh, the word out there right now well no more bail okay uh, people getting paroled uh, reducing the prison population by letting people out before their time is done uh, and we've seen so much you've come on this program to at least tell us about this legislation stuff that came out of Albany stuff that you argued on the floor that we aired on this program and some of the cogent arguments that you made that this is not the best for the people and now we almost see a reaction to that culture of permissiveness that I had described earlier this week and I watch those videos and I get sickened by it which is why we put this together here on our midday program for at least make it an e-felony put it into that felony stage so you know when you talk about criminal justice legislation no bail re-looking at people after they spend if they're over 50 or whatever this nonsense is I, I almost want to block it out of my mind what's there I but, wish we but could. it was tough it was yeah, tough for you this this was a tough year and I'll tell you uh, this is you know I think Albany at its worst because you have an extreme left wing of the party that is not representative of most of the I'm going to say most of the Democrats in the state of New York at least in my district they don't subscribe to this ideology and a lot of lawmakers in uh, that, that supported these uh, things uh, they were upset with their own party for putting them on the record on yeah. this because uh-huh. they felt that they had to do the most progressive most uh, intense uh, policies so that they can appease uh, the far left in their party so they don't get primaried. And that's not how, you know, that's not how our country was intended. You're not supposed to have professional politicians that are more worried about their jobs and staying elected than they are about good public policy. And that's exactly what that was, because these people, I'm telling you right now, my colleagues, a number of them in New York City, a number of good Democrats did not believe in these things. But you know what? They voted yes on the bill. And when the when the final vote comes out and it passes, you know, you can't really uh, put the cork back in. Good point. 631-451-1039. Talking about these incidences that are happening in NYPD. Now, even the chief of the department is now basically going to the cops and basically saying, take action. Because you, you do understand what's happening in the minds of the police officers, particularly in New York City, you know, given the negative press. And I'm going to put this, th- you know, I keep talking about this culture uh, out there of permissiveness that's occurring among the public. When you have a governor who says during a primary campaign last year and refers to a law enforcement organization as a bunch of thugs. Think about that, Doug. A bunch of thugs and not discerning, and it doesn't matter whether it's federal, state, or local law enforcement. These are people that that sworn to uphold the laws of the jurisdiction for which they, they, they work, and you have the governor calling them that. That is an open door for this type of behavior. And shame on him. Oh. In fact, he should do whatever he sh- should say right now. And He's silent. He's silent on this. De Blasio was trying to play the game. But, you know, to me, the horse is out of the barn already with de Blasio. De Blasio has been so anti-police. You'll even see Kirsten Gillibrand wouldn't let him attend the press conference the other day with the uh, 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. So, I mean, he is so anti-cop, anti-law enforcement. The governor is not helping. And like I said, it's this far left part of their party. And uh, one of my colleagues, I won't say her name. We have a great relationship, uh, but we're very opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, she represents uh, New York City, okay. and uh, she. This was actually in the paper last week, I think, or the week before. She was exiting the subway, and she was very upset because there was a group of uh, people like scalping tickets that were blocking exits the, from the subway. So she's trying to get through, and she's basically almost getting pushed around. So she walks over to one of the NYPD officers who was standing there watching this, and says, "Hey, why don't you do something about this? They're selling these tickets and preventing people from entering and exiting the subway." And the police officer said, "Hey, De Blasio doesn't want us to do anything." You know, the city isn't, uh, they don't want us to enforce that type of law. And she turned around and said, well, you don't understand. I'm a New York State Assemblywoman. Mm. And they basically looked and said, good, you called de Blasio. It's your <laughs> fault that we have these policies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and and what you say, I mean, uh, there's no doubt in my mind how, how that has become pervasive. You know, the, the political leadership is that important, Doug. And I know you know you know that better than anybody. You happen to be on the right side of the issue. And that person I'm telling you about had been, and this is kind of where the irony comes in, lauded as one of the most progressive leaders in the state. She's about the same age as me. Right. It's it's on the New York Post. You can look it up. I just choose not to describe And that's fine. Know. That's fine. But, uh, you know, progressive leader in the state, she championed these issues. And now to find out that even her, as somebody who's a commuter on the subway, she's getting impacted by the very criminal justice uh, reforms that she's putting in. You know, it's, it's almost misguided. And uh, if you want to, I guess, understand the uh, the thinking of the anarchists, because I call them anarchists, because if, you, if you're going to uh, embolden these lawless individuals, and by the way, uh, last I heard, there's at least three arrests that were made from last weekend, and, it's, and that number's going up more, because these people who do this are really morons. They're doing it in front of cameras, and most of them are wanted for previous crimes. So it's not taking NYP that long to uh, identify them. It took them less than 24 hours to make two arrests. And one of the arrests, the person actually showed up at the uh, precinct, at the 28th precinct, and turned himself in because the PD put out uh, the, all the the data, the intel data that they had on the person, and the person knew that he was going to get caught. They live in the neighborhood. These are not very smart people. They are incredibly stupid people. But by assaulting police officers in this manner, it definitely delineates we as a, as a society as a state and uh and i do put a lot of this uh at albany uh, at the hands of the the far left pro, uh, uh progressives or whatever you want to call them just the far left out there that think this is the right way to do so if you do want to see that uh philosophy read what the american civil liberties union has said about this that's where i think the talking points come from the far left they basically blame the police department and i read actually i read it they, they do blame the police department not basically they say we blame the police for this the New York Times, I don't know if you saw the article the New York Times did, where they also blamed the police department. They sat there and said, you know, why is the public, this is what they said, why is the public outraged more about police officers getting doused than, you know, that that kid with the chokehold and all that controversy to reignite that, which, I mean, that... There were so many elements to that, that yeah. uh, but but not to not to belabor that. But I mean, that's the New York Times. So you have the media, you have members of uh, that. And when it comes to this criminal justice reform, and I mentioned I spoke, I've spoken with attorneys and also judges. They're very concerned um, with now the new bail. So if you remember the case recently where the uh, guy was a drunk driver. And he turned around and killed uh, that Boy Scout right. out east. So he, he gets behind the wheel of a car drunk. He was advised not to and, and all that. He gets he hits into a pack of Boy Scouts, kills one of them. Yes. Under this new bail reform, as I understand it, and as the judges I've been speaking with understand it, they would not be able to put bail on that individual yeah. because vehicular manslaughter is not one of those crimes. Right. 631-451-1039 uh, is our number. I know a couple of people just trying to call in. Keep trying. Uh, the, 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 uh, there's a lot of people trying to get in right there. Uh, yes. 
Yes, as far as that uh, that Manaville case that you were just talking yeah. about there. Yeah, I mean, that, that was just uh, horrific. A number is 631-451-1039. We're uh, taking calls on this, getting an idea of what the folks think about our proposal. And uh, we've got Assemblyman Doug Smith in the studio. we got Joe over there in Brookhaven. Hey, Joe, what do you say? Hey, good afternoon. How are you, Assembly Smith? Uh, just working. I wanted to chime in. Uh, you know, I thought there would have been a, a bill out there already for this, uh, like a felony against police officers. Well, when we're I proposing up, it, Joe. We're, we're looking for your support on this, Joe, because uh, oh, you, we... You've already had it. You didn't have to okay. look. Listen, okay. this is a socialist agenda, what's happening, the breakdown of our law and order. Uh, the last part about defense, the civilized society. This is, like I said, we said this last... This is calculated. This started by Obama, who was, a, I believe, was a, a socialist at heart uh, by uh, Louis, you know, a, a Louis Farrakhan disciple. And uh, really, but look at our, look at a Como. Check this out. New York State, AOC, our representatives, Como, de Blasio, Gillibrand, please never defend her. She's the first one to come out with a bottle of shite after AOC did. She's been horrible on a border patrol, a law enforcement all throughout the country. Uh, Schumer. Nadler, Hakeem Jeffries, all New York representatives have all come out against uh, law enforcement. Well, then that, that's the culture. That I'm talking about, Joe. That's why we're putting it out to the folks. We read uh, the general category, the general law. I don't know if you heard at the top of the hour I read what we're proposing right now is that any sort of action in, in any sort of an offensive way towards a police officer should be an e-felony with the ability to arrest uh, right away. And that's what we're looking for. That's why we're asking for people to call on and let our assemblyman here, who's here. And by the way, you, uh, Ray, one of our listeners, says that Doug Smith is a great <laughs> assemblyman. So uh, we'll, we'll put that that's out right. there, too. Joe, I'll give you a final word. Then I want to go of any. Uh, your settlement's doing a great job, but President Trump has always defended law and order. He weighed in. He federal, state, local. That's it. He loves all our law enforcement. And, and he That's weighed in on job. this. And I give him credit for that because most presidents would stay away, would stay away because they have to run in San Francisco and, <laughs> and, and all these other wacko places. But uh, my hat's off to Donald Trump. He weighed in on this and did not give a damn yeah. what he said. OK, he just went right into it. And thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate and what you're proposing, and, and I think this is an important thing to note, it's one more tool. And I think uh, I know I support giving law enforcement tools. So with this bill, if you were if we were to get this done, this would be in addition to disorderly conduct. Right. Dis Exactly. To, uh, exactly. Obstruction of governmental administration. Exactly. It's just one more. But at least it puts it in the felony range. Absolutely. Yeah, those other two are in Violated, the misdemeanor yeah. range. 631-451-1039. Asking what kind of support we have for a bill like this. Vinny over there in Selden. Vinny, what do you say? You support us? Oh, absolutely. All day long. Good. That's what I want to hear. What are your thoughts? What, what happens if this was white individual attacking a black police officer? Well, I think well, some of the victims here were were black police officers. I, I, so. I was, yeah. I mean, so but, I, but, but it know, was black on black crime. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather even not even get into that. I think it's there's a pervasiveness out there. The fact that you have black police officers that are out there, you know, risking their lives, I think that takes it out of that whole race issue, though, Vinny. Well, it's, what I'm bringing up is the media, how they twist and turn things. Well, they'll do that. They're liking, yeah. But this hasn't been. But it's not. Even though it's a black on white. It doesn't make a difference. No one cares about that. I think it's because they're police officers. You know, we're talking about people who their job, you know, th think about the juxtaposition. Their job is to uphold law and order and they're being attacked. So who else? You know, if, if a police officer isn't safe, none of us are safe.
Yeah, Absolutely, and it's just totally disrespectful, and that's what we're losing in society. Well, that's it. That's my point. And then a governor who makes that statement, they're all a bunch of thugs. And I don't care who he was talking about. He was talking about law enforcement officers, yep. and it doesn't really matter. That's, Any law but there's bad apples everywhere. So uh, of course, we know. Yeah, again, you know, but the whole idea is, you know, this now becoming almost like a, a sport. It, yeah. You know, it's accepted. It, well, it's accepted and, and put on social media. And, and by the way, I think these officers are handling themselves Perfectly and professionally. Well, they are. They're handling, but it they much also realize the restraint. Even yeah. the chief of the department now is saying, "You guys got to take action. Yeah. Take the action that's necessary." But and, and think about the culture. They're afraid to take action because they because know the mayor is not the backing point. them up. That's There's the no point. way they're going to get back up. There's the three point. cameras they on have them. To defend, they have to defend themselves. A taser doesn't hurt anybody. Doesn't exactly. Name anybody, but it. You know what? It stops the next. And, guy but you know what? At the same time, though, that's going to give that guy hell for over a year now because he's going to have to deal with discharging that taser. Yeah. And, you know, you sit there and go, is it worth it for some, uh, you know, really uh, kids that right. are just, you know. Well, well you know, until, again. So, until somebody gets hurt, like that uh, officer that was in the head with the, uh, with uh, the bucket. Uh, the transit officer, he was killed. Yeah. The transit officer was killed. Vinny, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. 631-451-1039. Nelson over in Miller Place. Nelson, what do you say? I'm in favor of legislation, but I want to see the wording in the legislation. Okay. I want to see vague, like, uh, offensive. Well, I, I defined it in, you see, I, I wrote what, what I think would be good. And says, offensive action can be defined as, and I listed a whole bunch of different actions that can be taken. So I think it's, yeah. it's, it's specific, but of course it's going to be fine-tuned by the experts up in Albany. As long as we get something down there that would cover these type of situations, in addition, yeah, in addition want, to others, yes. I don't want, like, a, a offensive action, and then you have people making faces, and they get... No, no, we defined it. It's defined here. It's defined here. Pushing, shoving, spitting, throwing, or spilling items, liquid or otherwise, on a law enforcement well, officer. I think that all those fall under, the, under assault. I mean, I, I, you know, for my job before, I've had people turn hoses on me, and uh, the officer said that I could have them arrested for assault. Assault would be difficult because there has to be some sort of physical injury. Uh, if any sort of action against you could be a harassment. But in many cases, that's only a violation. We're looking to make this an e-felony. And I think that's how uh, our, our general dialogue went. Yeah, you've got to get teeth into it. So that, you know, right. And, and you know, the, the, the beauty of it is uh, Doug Smith's got his people up in Albany listening right now. Uh, they are taking note of what you're saying and what some of the other folks who have been calling on saying, what yeah, Doug but, Smith is saying. But the real, problem, the real problem is the call because people are laughing at this stuff. Well, that's it. Watching our offices, yeah, right. watching our offices getting down. It's a scary like time. It's, it's very scary exactly. time. Exactly. But the forgotten middle class is not laughing. They're paying attention and they want action. Nelson, thank you. We're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Tom Fuller, with Assemblyman Doug Smith talking about legislation change to basically stop this nonsense that's going on in New York City. Once again, Assemblyman Doug Smith, I'm Tom Schlero. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Final segment of our Friday show. This is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero, on 1039 LI News Radio. 
And once again, welcome back as we round third, heading up to that two o'clock hour. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate, American Bikers for Awareness, Training, and Education. They promote safety on our roads for the two and three wheeled rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training, common sense laws, attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents where a driver is drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at 1 888 LI Abate or visit the website LongIslandAbate.org. Long Island Abate wants everybody to know, please watch those left hand turns. Also brought to you by Manzoni Real Estate. Are you looking to sell your home or buy? Well, look no further. Manzoni Real Estate is a real estate broker that the MLS proudly rated number one here on Long Island. And that's not easy to do. See, this is a gimmick free zone. Special circumstances, estates, divorce, all handled professionally. Ray Manzoni Real Estate is at the top one half percent of all realtors in the nation in the volume of sales. All you have to do is this call 631 928 1188. 631 928 1188. I'll go to that website, www.manzoni.com, and mention your island with Tom Shalero and receive a line protected supermarket bag. Finishing up the we couldn't finish it up any better with Assemblyman Doug Smith uh, talking about this new culture of permissiveness in New York City that is creating havoc among patrol officers in New York City, just trying to do their best for the people of New York and some of the incidences that occurred last weekend. And also on Wednesday, we did a proposal on legislation to make it an e-felony to do a variety and to uh, essentially act offensively against on-duty police officers and inhibiting their right to perform their duties. That's police and peace officers. Uh, Doug Smith is listening, talking about this. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we are on Facebook Live, also on the LA News Radio Facebook page. So we are getting some comments. I did want to read one. We got one from Jason. And this is what Jason says, one of our listeners today. The disrespect for law enforcement has been rampant for our governor and city mayor. Of course, the attitude or unwillingness to take action permeates throughout the ranks. Decriminalization has led to excessive abuses of quality of life crimes through the lack of enforcement. I like the way Jason put that. Thoughts, Doug Smith? I mean, you hear a lot of these uh, things, whether it be the mayor or the governor, where they'll they'll sit there and say, well, there's been a a drop in uh, crime. But a lot of times what you have is a drop in arrests because our law enforcement officers know that the administration does not have their backs and will not protect them in the case uh, where their lives could be in jeopardy. And I think uh, the attitude that we have, this this anti-law enforcement attitude, unlike anywhere else in the country. I mean, anywhere you go, even even upstate New York here on Long Island, we have a deep respect for law enforcement. And, uh, you know, I don't know. And, and if you look at the legislation that's come through this, uh, you know, what we called for years the anti-police package finally became law and that the governor supported that he signed that into law um, and it's making it tougher for cops to do their jobs and uh and you know i think that's that's the frustrating part of it because i know the people i you know again i'll always refer to the people in suffolk county as the forgotten middle class you know the people that work hard the people that expect uh laws to be obeyed the people that obey the laws the people that pay their taxes uh, wanting their police to do the right thing, but when you have an attitude like this, and we, when I saw this last weekend, I, I was sickened by it, as as so many other people were. The number here is six three one four five one one zero three nine. Trying to talk about a change in the law to uh, literally, literally uh, enforce uh, these type of actions being taken against the police, because the the laws that are in existence today obstructing governmental administration. I know a number of individuals have been charged, and I'm glad about that. But there's now a no bail policy. Doug Smith, you fought against that. You spoke against that. We played your floor speeches when you were up there. And again, uh, but 
it's still it, the frustration level. I mean, where is the common sense? I, I, you know, I, I know I, I sound, I don't know how I sound, but uh, th- there's no common sense and, to this. And, and I speak to, like I mentioned uh, in the break, I speak to our judges. I speak to district attorney, uh, ADAs, uh, defense attorneys. And uh, I think everybody's kind of scratching their head and saying, what the heck did Albany do in the dead of night with uh, a bill that actually couldn't be viewed? It was part of the state budget. I remember we got the bill at three o'clock in the morning uh, and it was not well written. And right now there's legal challenges that could be coming to it. I, I hope that they do. And the question is, is it enforceable? And I'll, I'll give you a, uh, an interesting thing. And this was brought to me by one of the judges and uh, and also uh, one of the ADAs mentioned this uh, with regards to the new discovery process. OK, so now if you're the victim of a crime, let's say a burglary in your home under the way the new law is written, uh, they they're uh, the defense is entitled to inspect the crime scene. So now if you sit there under the way that this is written and how this is breaking out, as I understand it, uh, if a crime's committed, even if, let's say, uh, uh, 7-11 is robbed at gunpoint, right? Okay. Okay. So under this, the defense would be entitled to inspect the crime scene. So now we have to secure the 7-11, secure the crime scene. The defense has two weeks to put in a motion to inspect. The people have another two weeks to respond to that motion. Then the defense has another two weeks to reply to that response. Then the judge has to make a determination. So that's two weeks later, the judge reviews it, makes a determination. If they grant the ability to inspect this crime scene, another two weeks go by. So that would have to be, again, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> I would teach a course at Suffolk on the criminal procedure law. Okay. That would go under criminal procedure, obviously. So a the defense can now petition the courts to inspect a crime scene is what you're saying. That's right. When does that take effect? January with okay. the other package. Uh, I Just from what you said, I, uh, the host of problems I see <laughs> from that is incredible. I understand the rules of discovery, and I love the, the rules of right. discovery are fine. But th- they would then be the prosecution, in our case, the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office, providing information to a defense counsel in order to uh, perfect a, a case. But to inspect a crime scene, I, I can't imagine the semantics working on that, Doug. And, and it's one of those things that it comes from the ivory tower in Albany. Somebody had this great idea of this is how an ideal society should work. But now, you know, the question is, and, and I went through those periods uh, after the judge makes a determination, you have another two weeks now, I guess the sheriff's department would have to uh, bring the defense counsel to the crime scene to be inspected. So now you're talking about a month and a half where a person might be out of their home. Somebody might not be able to operate their business the way and this is the way that they wrote this law um i hope that this will be challenged this has to be that that a federal judge would say this is asinine and this is not something that um but it's going to be interesting because they're going to be entitled to that and now first you're victimized by the attacker the person that uh rapes you in your home now you're being then second being victimized by the criminal justice system you know, uh, again, I guess I have to feign some ignorance on this particular piece of legislation. I don't think it received a whole lot of publicity because no. I, I didn't see anything about it. But uh, I can see a whole host of problems emanating from that. And also the fact that in many cases, a subject is not usually, although in most cases here in Suffolk County, we usually have made arrests within hours of, of, a, uh, of something happening, particularly when it comes down to convenience stores uh, late at night being, uh, being robbed. Uh, we have a number of people that walk into banks and hand tellers. 
yeah. a piece of paper saying that they're armed, you know, give them the money. That happens on a pretty regular basis here. But to try to tie those businesses up while some defense counsel wants to review the crime scene is like <laughs> it, it always it, it, it that has to be you got to get rid of that bill. That bill stinks. That's a good way. And I think the folks would agree with that. But when that starts happening and then in terms of the bail reform, where 90 percent of uh, cases will not be able to put bail on them. And, and you have the perfect example of if you and we mentioned it two weeks ago, you come to your home and somebody's burglarizing your home. Uh, they can't be arrested at that point because it's not it doesn't reach that level of an offense. Uh, the judge won't be able to put bail on them. Uh, you know, it, it's just uh, 631-451-1039. If you want to join our discussion, we're talking about some of this criminal justice stuff. More importantly, we're talking about these incidences that happened with the water against uh, patrol offices and uh, arrests are being made because of the video and because individuals have turned themselves in. People who are wanted for other crimes. These are not the pillars of our society who did this. You know, uh, the, the, the good people out there uh, do like the police. Very, very important. That should should be said. 631-451-1039. These are frustrating pieces of legislation. I I ask people to read the American Civil Liberties Union, what they said about this, and you'll have a better understanding of those far left points of view. You can understand it better when you hear what the American Civil Liberties said, is that the police should stop, uh, uh, I guess, whining about this and uh, start doing the right thing when it comes to uh, people who are arrested and, and, uh, and just all sorts of nonsense that makes absolutely no sense. It's almost like the the people running for president. They really want open borders. They just want open up the borders. Just come on in and take free everything, and then the law-abiding American citizen will get nothing. And that's a big part of it. And as far as this is concerned, anarchy. Just let let the bad people. Let's open up our, our jail cells because we shouldn't have prisons because they're not nice. I mean, we, we're turning New York into the wild, wild west. The only difference is there won't be any guns to protect us. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you know? that's so. the other thing too. Yes, six three one four five one one zero three nine. Dave over in Quorum. Hey, Dave, what do you say? You're on the air, sir. I only turned on the radio a few minutes ago, so I only caught the end part of the okay. new legislation about the crime scenes. Yes. But as far as, uh, you know, throwing water on the cops and that kind of stuff. Right. You know, I've called before. I'm retired New York City police officer. Yes. Yes. And I saw that and I was just enraged. Well, you know, you know, Dave, what uh, at the beginning of the show we read, I read a piece of legislation that I put together. Assemblyman Doug Smith has got people from Albany listening to the show right now. I'm glad you called on to basically I'm not going to read the whole thing again, but uh, make it an e-felony to take offensive action against any police peace officer that interferes or inhibits their ability to perform their lawful duties. This is our proposal and affection uh, offensive well, action. Well, it, it, well, there's already um, when you when you interfere in arrest. That's uh, that's arrest OGA. That's applies. OGA. Yes, that's OGA. Okay. No, no, no. But no, resisting arrest also applies to someone else who's not being arrested mm. interfering with that. It already exists. Yes, but if somebody dumps something on a police officer, that might be a stretch to say resisting arrest. No arrest is taking place. We want to take that action and make it an I, e felony. Okay, right I, from the start. I, okay. And then when the person but, resists um, after they dump the water on the cop, then you can add resisting arrest. Gotcha. Now, the thing with um, the first response from, I believe it was um, O'Neill from NYPD. Okay, yes. Or, or was yes. it some chief? The, yeah. When they first showed uh, the, the first time. Okay. It was very weak. It was. They it just was. came back with the second response. Which is strong. That they were going to take you know action, but the first response was just 
terrible. Well, there was. Yeah, well, don't forget I mean, these their are, hands are tied. These are by political the cops. They're not. They're not the Dave cops or the Tom cops that we were. You know, these are political cops, and they have a whole different agenda. So now they're able to take a stronger. Uh, I guess they received the, uh, the 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 marching orders that they could. Uh, we cannot. We cannot allow police officers to be inactive when it comes to this. It's that important. You know, I'm so glad that I am not an active cop anymore. I know a lot of guys are saying that, Dave. A lot of guys are saying that. It's sad, and the fact that uh, you know this mayor is more interested in running for president, which I don't think he has a chance. Oh. I don't think anyone thinks he has a chance. He, he, the Democratic Party is he, He's on him. LSD. That's where he is. He was on LSD a long time ago, and he's on it again. He tripped and hit his head. Yeah. Uh, people around him oh. were afraid to tell him yeah. the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. Dave, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Thanks right. for listening. A number here at 631-451-1039. Been talking about the story all week. That's the type of response we're getting from the uh, retired people and also the active duty people. And that's the people I represent. Yeah. You know, the people in my district here in Ronkonkoma, Holbrook, Center Reach, Selden, these are hardworking people. A lot of them do commute into the city because they work for the NYPD. Yeah. And the fact that they're not getting respected, they don't have the backing from the politicians, um, it, it's deeply disturbing. It's very it's very disturbing. And, and I never in my life thought, I'm a young I'm a young person in government, but I never in my life thought that, uh, you know, everybody tries to be tough on crime. You know, oh, we're tough on crime. We're going to do this and that. Did you ever think in your lives, to everybody listening, that you'd have people being really weak on crime? We're, we're going to turn around and we're going to just allow this lawlessness. We're well, going to not do back now. our... That's a great point. Police department. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's insanity. It's almost... And I feel like I'm in the bizarro world because I'll tell you a lot of, especially a lot of people on my side of the aisle, the Republican side... Um, we're the ones fighting against, you know, legalization of marijuana, against uh, letting people out with no, you know, the, the other thing, they want to ban the box where you're applying for a job if it says, have you been convicted of a felony? They want to take that They want to take that away. Yeah, 631-451-1039. Uh, we've got our friend Liz over there in Manaville. Hey, Liz, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I am just shocked and appalled at what's going on with uh, our police officers, our brave men and women in yeah. blue. Yep. My husband is a retired narcotics detective in New York City, yeah. and I can tell you, he earned every single That's, penny that he ever made, yeah. and um, he was also a 9-11 first responder, was there for six weeks, then went to Staten Island for another four months to go through the rubble, yeah. and I thank God every day that he is no longer mm. on active duty, because I, I just can't believe how the city is treating are, are these these brave men and women? They're the first ones to get called when something goes wrong. That's right. But, That's right. But yet they're they're hands are tied, and this moronic mayor and governor uh, don't support our police. So I think what's going to eventually happen is New York is going to become the crime mecca that it was in the '70s, where there were certain areas of New York City where you just didn't go. Yeah. Yeah, because you knew there was a hundred percent probability of being mugged or assaulted right. or otherwise. That's right. And back and that's at, what we're going to become. And, we're going to become a city that's only for the extremely yeah. wealthy that yeah. can drive in and, in uh, limousines, or for the people that are, uh, you know, in gangs or yeah. illegal aliens. And it's just it, it really makes me sad and, because uh, so true. This is not the New York that I I, yeah. I grew up in. Yeah, and, so and wait until next year when they legalize prostitution because there's been a bill now floating yeah. around for that. That's right. No, that's not what we the want. The sex worker bill. Yeah. That's amazing. I find that. I don't even want to. I'm, I'm so sorry you brought that up because now I'm further frustrated. <laughs> Liz's, Liz's phone call, I'm uh, happy. I mean, it brought me up a little bit because her hero husband, I mean, he did a great job for the city. But as Liz says, I'm glad he's out of it. 
you know, and that's. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, I am too. I, you know, he loved it. He loved yeah, job. I know. And, I know. Uh, but he, he's the first one to say it. I'm glad I'm not going yeah, out there. Because, that's right. You know, well, he was hearing pulled, narcotics during the thicket thing. Yeah. And, um, he probably he, spent he, most of his career with the Mayor Giuliani when, when uh, Rudy Giuliani was the mayor. At least at least that mayor. So, and, he, you know, he supported and, the police to a large extent. And I'm glad he did. Even though he wasn't a fan of Mayor Giuliani. No, I, no. He wasn't because he wouldn't go with a good contract for the cops. You know, but at the he same, wasn't happy with the contract, but I was happy with the fact that at least they were somewhat supportive. They were supported but, more so. Uh, this, yeah. this, this mayor that we have, is, there's nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing nothing about him that's or his right. family that's anywhere near presidential. Good, good point. And, and I have to... It's, I, it's, th- a waste, it's a waste of money. Whoever the idiots are that are supporting his campaign, they should just... Hey, he's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. In fact, we should hope that he gets elected president and get him out of New York. <laughs> I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, that might be a good thing. I, I, I don't know. Let him, you know what he should run for? He should run for president of Venezuela. <laughs> That's right. I, I do. I do have to say, I have had the conversation. You know, you look at somebody like Mayor De Blasio and, and New York City, the center of commerce for the world, and you say, you know, he sounds more like the mayor of like Paris or some <laughs> Eastern European, you know, uh, socialist. Yeah. Paradise, you yeah. know. That's a true. <laughs> Liz, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for listening, Liz. You have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. I just want to add one thing. Uh, Donna Martini, one of our um, uh, contributors, uh, just wrote in on a Facebook page that uh, that in in the sense that we have police officers, but let's let's keep in mind they're brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, friends, mothers, fathers. They're all part of us. You know, they're they're part of our family, the family of society. And the truth is, no one else is discriminated against in this country except our police. When you think about it, it's okay to uh, discriminate against police. It's okay to uh, you know put them as the evils of society. And that's another part of that culture that I'm talking about. That that that's so terrible. And uh, I think I mean, and when we talk about this, you know. It, it, it does come across as very political, um, but understand, you know, these are not. We're not talking about the average Joe Democrat that lives here on Long Island. The the, the Republicans, no, we are not. No, we are not. That I represent in my district support law enforcement. They have a deep respect for law enforcement, and even uh, the uh, chairman of the uh, South County Democratic Committee, Rich Schaefer, came out and condemned these attacks That's right. on law yes, enforcement. He did. Yes, he so, did. T- please understand for my listeners, these are the far left yeah. wing of the party. These are socialists. These are people that. Want to handcuff the cops, right. and uh, it's kind of the race to see who can go further. Just to the left. read the the, <laughs> the American Civil Liberties American Civil Liberties Union what they said about the attacks last weekend, and that will give you an idea of those far left ideas. And yes, suburban Democrats like the great supervisor of Babylon Town, Richie Schaefer, uh, that represents a suburban Democrat, right? With common sense values and common and sense. And the people ideas. I represent, the, and, and you know, I wasn't elected as the Republican Assemblyman. I no, represent everyone. Exactly. So. Two o'clock hours upon us breaking it down with the great Frank McKay coming up next. I want to thank our contributor, Doug Smith, Assemblyman Doug Smith, for talking about this legislation and we're going to follow up on that. Doug has got the people from Albany working on it and what our proposal is. I'm Tom Shalero. Thanks for joining us. Award winning your island here on LA News Radio. We will see everybody on Monday. Yeah.